Welcome, everybody, to the Living Good Currency podcast with Tony and Tobias. We are so grateful for the time that you've taken to listen and or watch this podcast. It's in about three years in the making, huh? Yeah, three years. And in the last three years, we've sat down with amazing human beings. And almost every time, they keep talking about the infectious attitude and the feeling they get from us, and I wish they recorded the conversation. Come on. So we seem to have been pushing the podcast away, but it keeps coming back to us. So now we're finally sitting down to record these conversations that we're having with other people. We're here to bring you good currency, a formula of how to combine your purpose with your passions, do good for yourself and others daily, and to bring some of the greatest minds into our conversation, how to live good currency. We're living good currency. As we speak to these people, they'll really see that good currency has been flowing through us throughout our lives. And Tobias Tubbs is a living embodiment of someone who understands how to align his passion with his purpose. And we hope you guys enjoy it. And it's going to be a lot of fun, some tears, some laughters. Poignant moments, a lot of thinking. And we're going to mobilize a movement from these podcasts. That's right. Like we say, do good, earn good. Do good, earn good. We hope you sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride as we go and have these amazing conversations. December 24th, 2018. It was a day that changed my life. It was a day I woke up in the morning and I heard about a prayer for a funeral. And I didn't know the brother who passed away, but I was asked if I can attend the funeral. I told my wife, I know it's Christmas Eve, everyone's settling in, holidays. I said, but I, I feel like I need to go to this funeral. So she said, go. I drove by myself, went to a grave site that I've never been to before. And I saw this huge crowd of people in the streets hugging. And it didn't look too much like a somber occasion. It looked like a, a celebratory uh, occasion. People were smiling and hugging and loving on each other. And I felt the positive energy around them. But because I didn't know anybody, I didn't go and introduce myself to anybody. I just went right to the graves. And uh, ever since my mom, God rest her soul, went back to God, I pay attention to the names on the grave sites, and I give them peace. I say their names. I look at how long they were blessed or not, how long they were blessed to live. Some of these lives were 102. Some of them were two. And I just saw such a, it put me in a state of mind. And I was giving peace to them, wishing God had, God rest their soul, God forgive their soul. Just it was in the, is that in that zone, and then I heard someone say the a peace a peace greeting to me. So I woke back, said peace be to you, and I turn around and I see this man startle a little bit, as if he thought the grave was talking to him, <laughs> yes, 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 and yes, he did, yes, and he just had this look on his face, but a smile at the same time, and I just gave him a big hug. Mm. And I felt this sense of energy and peace, mm. and it was Tobias Tubbs. Yeah. So met him. At a funeral. At a funeral, at the graves. At the graves. And my first question to him was, where are you from? <laughs> and you said, well, that's an interesting question. And we talked very briefly because the prayer the funeral was happening. And I just sat there, I remember, feeling peace. And I gave peace to this, the brother who passed, who's a civil rights leader. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And I went home, and I remember calling my dad in Virginia. I'm in Los Angeles, saying, and I just tended this funeral prayer, and I know exactly why I had to go. I met this brother named Tobias Tubbs, and something about him is going to have a profound impact on my life. I just knew it. Yes. Told my wife, I know exactly why I went. Thank you for letting me go. Called my brothers. Told them, I don't know anything about this man. I just know what I felt about him. And that was, uh, you know, we're going on almost you know, three years. Yes, sir. Believe it, brother. Three years. Three years, brother. You remember that day, brother? Oh, I remember that day quite clearly. Fortunately or unfortunately, I'm not new to death. When I met you, it's only been days uh, from coming out of almost three decades of what could have been the most brutal and inhumane forms of incarceration. And what you are able to reckon with in those moments of being in those cells, it is very similar to a tomb that you have been buried alive. And so to be commuted by Governor Brown 2018 under the notion that my participation in helping men in those tombs, in those cells, heal from deep levels of pain and trauma and, and hurt, that my physical freedom was leveraged to share that. That's a, a powerful notion, brother, just to believe that a person sentenced to die in extroverted caves, caves above ground, warehouses full of bodies, young bodies of some of the most challenged and vulnerable of humanity. And so to be released, and my father called me and asked me to go to this funeral. My father, Dwayne 5X, Dwayne Tubbs, Abdullahi Wali Shakr, he was very instrumental in the revolutionary movement, black power movement. This was one of his friends. And since my father was quite ill at the time, he asked me as his firstborn son to come in his absence to, be, to witness the death of his friend. And so solely out of that that I went, very afraid of crowds, very afraid of really reentering inside of that space. So the celebration was to see me because those men were like my uncles, some of them like my brothers and my cousin. So I was actually embarrassed when I looked over and seen the family crying, knowing that one day my family will be crying and your family will be crying and we'll be sitting in a grave, whether you're Muslim, Jew, Christian, or just believe in God, whatever case might be, death is the common lot to us all. So just as I just left those men who are in those tombs or graves and cells and I gave all them wells of peace, I started to salute the graves, having a connection that all we have is the moment, brother. The moment, this moment, to be right by ourselves and to be right by others because death is the common light. So let's have the most of this life. And that's when I heard your voice and I seen your face. And I'm a hugger too. So you play right into one of my gifts. That's what I'm known for behind the wall, hugging. A lot of those men has never been hugged never been said, I love you, by their fathers. And so when I hugged you, it was not just me hugging you. It was all of those men, hundreds of thousands in numbers, who I hugged, hugging you, and it wasn't just you hugging me. It was humanity welcoming me back. It was society 
saying that it was okay. It's all the attorneys that did us wrong and dogged us out and sold us out saying, welcome back, bro. And not only are you welcome in my life, you're welcome in my family's life. Matter of fact, we're going to be business partners. See, this is a great notion for a person who has been gone 30 years. So me and you have found out that there are more people imprisoned than there are incarcerated. Mm, that's what's up. Yeah. We found that out, brother. So, uh, yes, uh, that's really what that moment of reentry meant to me, and it helps me in my path of helping others reenter. It's been a journey, Tobias. That it has. But it was one in which from day one, second one, minute one, we knew something profound had happened. Just like today Truth. is a profound day for us. as This is the first episode that we will mm. release <laughs> and record for Living Good Currency. Living Good Currency. And on this podcast, we're going to talk about how we came to be to this moment at this day. Because I think we've been inspired by many people around us, including people behind the scenes right here. That's right who have got us to this point right here. So we'll share because we know that it will help those who are listening. Why? Because we've been not rejecting this moment, but it's not you and I who got us here. It's the collective whole of people around us who forced us to sit down in these chairs and begin to start this podcast and begin to start this movement of good currency, living good currency. Living good currency. And so it's to thanks to them. Obviously, thanks God for giving us this opportunity to to be here today, to be present, to be mindful. And so we're going to go over the journey of how we met, not just the day we just told you about, but how we got here. Right. What is living good currency? Mm. And why does that mean anything to you? And why do we believe that we're dedicating our professional lives to this mission, to this brand, so we can help ourselves and others? And then we're going to dive into, as much as we can, a little bit about your life and a little bit about my life. We're going to learn more from these amazing human beings that have either inspired us from from close or from afar, but also through these interviews, give a little bit of a teaser Mm. on why it's important for us to be here. That's right. So that being said, let's talk about living good currency. And it's called living good currency because you touched upon it with how we met at death, how death is a common denominator from all of us. The other common denominator that each one of us share is time. And so before I go into my bio or you interview me, let's go over the idea of time. So think about this. If you're listening, you're watching, maybe you close your eyes, you can imagine if someone was able to get, if we on this show were able to give you $10 or $10 million, which one would you want? No question. You'd want the 10 million. No, the 10 million. Please hurry up. Rush it. it. You're taking so long. You're talking too long. Exactly. Now what if I said that $10 is attached to 60 years to live oh my god and the 10 million dollars is attached to 60 days to live now which one do you want mm. no question it's no question you want the 10 dollars Ten dollars. that's a that's a theory called quantum physics which means if you change the way you look at things the things you look at change wayne dyer god rest his soul was very famous for for that notion yes he was so in that one instance these two concepts ten dollars actually let's make it ten billion dollars you can have $10 billion, but you get 60 days to live. You get $10, you get 60 years to live. You're still, the vast majority of us are choosing the $10. That means time is actually what we want more of. Yet, if you really are honest with yourself, our daily lives reflect upon chasing 
the opposite of time, but chasing the money, the the access, the power, the the influence. But yet you would readily give that up just to have more time. Oh, true, brother. I'm with it. So now the third question. This is the harder one. This is living good currency is all about. If you had the ten dollars which you don't want, which has sixty years what you want, had a funeral where no one showed up. Crickets. Crickets. Good riddance. The $10 billion which you want, it has 60 days to live which you don't want. Had a Muhammad Ali style funeral. Oh, that's beautiful. Which God let me witness. Millions of people live watched his funeral. It was powerful. He planned his funeral. That's right. Had all these spiritual leaders there. Christians, Muslims, Jews, Native Americans, all under the premise that we're all child, children of God. And had the prayers. And people were, to this day, there's not a day that goes by in the world where people aren't mentioning his name or talking about his attributes. I got to witness this man for over a decade, almost two decades, where he would be in a room and didn't even have to say a word and wow. get people of all colors wow. cry without saying a word. So the question is, if that's what you want, then you got to go back to this notion of time. Time is the only currency, just like death is the only thing we, one of the things we have in common. We live and we die. It's the only currency that we all share as human beings. Oh, Tony, listen, right there, brother. When you say that, uh, I believe, you know, the, the, the prison experience is only a metaphor. It's, a, it's an ancient mythology. and We're all going to be placed in situations and circumstances in our lives where we're going to have to address ourselves. So we don't want our listeners to believe this is solely about my journey in prison. Because once again, we said many of us, many of our listeners right now are in prison. They might be riding down the street. They might be on a yacht or a plane, but maybe certain thoughts or pains or hurts or ideals or ideologies or associations or marriages or how having them to feel like they're in prison or they're trapped. And time is against them. So we can relate those of us who've actually lived in physical selves. And time has been used as a weapon against us. You're going to do 10 years, 20 years, 30, 100, 500 years. You're going to do the rest of your life. Time. Time. So it has to become a point in one's life. The third thing we have in common is life. That's right. We are living right now. That's right. In a in in a, t- a continuum of time, time and space, moving towards what we perceive as a death. So, what are we going to do? Whether you're in a cell of someone else's manufacturing or a imprisonment that you have framed yourself or was framed for you, we have the opportunity to make the best of that time, and that's how I stepped inside of the prison system on the notion I am alive, I am not dead, and I'm going to not only for myself, but I'm going to challenge this notion that I am dead. I am incorrigible. They call me incorrigible. Cannot be cured without no human good and sentence me to die. And so I'm around hundreds and thousands of young majority black and brown men who are dying, who feel time is against them. So they're experiencing death over and over and over every day. I broke that cycle inside of myself, deciding 
from being mindful. Well, first of all, if you are mindful, you can rise out of time just into one precious moment. The past no longer matters. And the future is predicated on the moment. We're creating. So let's feel that with what they call loving kindness practice. So in this moment, I'm going to pour all the love that I have in me in this moment. And not only for myself, I'm doing it spiritually. I'm feeling it professional. I'm feeling it personally, though. My, my body feels it's alive and it's strong and I can love in the worst of situations. And then I started to reach out. That became my profession. That's what I became known for. This guy is going to make us laugh. This guy is going to make us smile. He's going to give us hope, brother. So my name is Tobias, which means good. The bringer of good, the embodiment of good. That's so when we say living good currency, being connected to that spirit, bringing the attributes of that spirit into our person and finding ways to implore that to the world, whether you are on a prison yard or you're on the 30-yard line. You know, it's when people are listening to this and maybe you'll play mm. it back and, and just to digest it even more, you're going to see that the good currency formula was created prior to me meeting Tobias. Yes, yes. As a matter of fact, Tobias heard me give my first speech at the L.A. Convention Center. Mm. But it took Tobias and I coming together because he is a living embodiment of good currency and he's the proof that it works mm. to give us the courage to do this and, and share it with the world. So, you know, you talked about this idea that being present and being mindful. Yes. It reminds me of an amazing human being, Nando Parada, mm. who I had the great honor and privilege to not only hear speak, but became uh, friends with him. And I will never forget after uh, I talked to him one time. He He's living in Uruguay, mm. and he heard me talk about good currency because uh, I, I wanted to share with him right. what it is, what it means to me. Right. He said, I just got finished speaking in front of, I think he said, like 50,000 people. Yes. He said, just by listening to you, I feel more energy than when I did in front of that electrifying crowd. Speaking. So there was another sign of what he taught. If anybody remembers, if you're old enough, you watched the movie Alive but it was based on a true story of a, a Uruguayan rugby team who'd never seen snow, had no mm. you know, T-shirts and shorts, were in the Andes, and the plane crashed, and it split. And Nando happened to be his mom and sister on the plane right. who passed, and they were the ones who they were, they were stuck on the, that, that mountain for 72 days, and so, they were going to die. And they were dying. People were dying, and they had to even you know eat, eat flesh yeah. in order to survive. Yes. And Nando sat there as a true leader of his rugby team, and said, I'm going to die, but I'm not going to die here. Come on, speak. I'm going to die there. Brother, and he just pointed. I feel it. I feel now, it. they didn't know where the mountain was. They, 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 as a matter of fact, he said, had I known how far I had to go, I probably would have just stayed. Brother, brother, but brother, he, brother, brother yes, can we sir. start right there, please? Yes, yes. Right there, brother. Our team, our brotherhood, our company is comprised of brothers, a brotherhood. And a, sisterhood, right? And a sisterhood. With the brotherhood who is in this room right now, yes. three of us was on the other side of the wall, That's right. sentenced to die, watching people die daily. And we, as our brother you just named, whether you're crashed on an ice mountain, whether you're in one of these desert prisons, it's something in you 
that must awaken. And this is what we're saying, the energy, the currency is, this, this, this goodness inside of you, that I'm bigger than my moment. It's something greater than this moment. And I'm going to die, but I'm not going to die here. And you're going to point. You have to be intentional. You have to point to that direction. That's right. If your ego connects to how far that is, or you're going to tap out and just kill yourself. But it's something in you, brother. That is what we're bringing. These are the stories. These are the narratives, the counter narratives. Yes. That not only time is no longer against us. That's right. Death is nothing no longer to be feared. That's right. It's fearing to live past our hurts. It's fearing to live past our trauma. It's fearing to live past the obstacles that are in our lives, bro. That's the imprisonment. The butts. Come on, the butts, bro. How we got here, we keep saying it. How did we get here? We had to die to get here. Bro. Yes, sir. All the feelings of failure, all the feelings of I don't belong here, all the fi- whatever those feelings are. Brother, everybody around us pointed to these microphones. They pointed to these chairs. People from around the world, brother, who believed in us, believed there was something being cultivated in our voices, the spirit that connects us all. So when you speak of our brother and his family, that rugby team that never seen the snow, we're those young boys. Amen. Why, why did Come I on, have brother. to hear? No, I mean, Come everyone, on. I mean, millions of people have seen that movie. Many millions of people have read his books or heard these stories. But why was I so blessed and honored to be at that one moment in Toronto listening to him? And then what was interesting about that encounter, which is this pattern that how I got here. Right. Is he had it? He had an agent, an amazing uh, guy named Enrique. I got to know him. I didn't know who Enrique was, and um, we became friends. You know, over the course of the day, and he said, "Oh, my client is going to be speaking, Nando Parada." But when he said his name, I didn't register. Right. So then, right before Nando went on stage, Enrique goes, "Oh, I want you to introduce you to Anthony. Anthony right. Nando. Nando looked at me, little." You know, a lot taller than me. Gave me a big hug. Mm. He said, I like you. I, I like who you are. He's like, let's talk afterwards. I know who he was. I was like, is he a business tycoon or whoever, yeah, whatever. Right, right, right. And then he gets up and does his speech. Yeah. And oh. my mouth dropped. Come on. And he said, I knew I was going to die. But to see the back is me focusing on my mom. Speak. My sister. Speak. The dead bodies around me. Yes, sir. That's gone. Yes, sir. If I dwell on you the hurt. It. You got it. You got it. I'm going to die here. You got it. But what he pointed to was also his dad yes. who was sitting at home yes. thinking that he lost everyone. So he said, I had something to live for. You got it. Beyond myself, Peace. it was my dad. I want to go and make sure that he knows that I'm okay. So he always says, the past is gone. The future is fuzzy. It's the present that's clear. So, so we've heard this before. So I was mm-hmm. in the midst of hearing this. So that's that's the concept of that we're talking about with time, and you talked about being mindful, and and being present. But this is this is where I want to go into a little bit of the brass tacks of 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 of, of, of good currency formula. Right. So time, as we talked about the funeral, which one you want, and once you decide that you want to live a life worth living, you want to have a life because even if you live for sixty more years, a hundred more years, it's still going to come to an end. This body, this physical body. So how are you living this day? And so what I wanted to do, what we want to do, what good currency for me, living good currency, is to try to give a very quick, easy, digestible formula mm. 
to be able to be present in the moment. Why? Because I did not experience anything remote to what you were experiencing, but I experienced my own version yes. of being trapped in my head, yeah. being uh, getting a disease that was killing me, and I had to deal with I could no longer pretend I didn't have it. So it forced me into this isolation of, at a time where I had two shows on air I created, my second son was just born, happily married, still live, thank God, have a, just bought a house, and here I am, crunched over daily in pain, losing all this weight, throwing up every night, going, I don't, I can't, I, what am I going to do? So in this moment, I was searching. I was searching. So that was a, now when I look back, it was such a blessing yeah. from God. Just like when I hear you say, and people oh, will hear this, that you would not have changed what you went through. No, I can't. It's impossible for anybody that hasn't understanding that. Yeah. But yeah. we all can go in our own heads and own minds to try to think, okay, what did I experience? So good currency is this. People are out there searching for purpose and meaning. People are out there searching for their why, as Simon Sinek says, or the reason for which, what, what, why, what, why, do, why am I here? And you hear as, as someone who I've heard investors talk about, oh, I invest in passion and purpose and all these different things. I said, what is it really? What, what, what? So I went to the simple definition, purpose the reason for which something was created or the reason for which something exists. Come on, man. So when you think about that definition, if that's purpose, instead of thinking about what is Tobias's purpose, what is Anthony's purpose, Tony? By definition, it's if you believe that we came from the same source, whether you call that God, Allah, Buddha, Jesus, the universe, or wherever you think we came from. But if you can believe that all human beings came from the same source, that source created us for a reason by definition. And if you study the religions, if you study some of the great minds of today, if you study the great minds from thousands of years ago, they all say the same thing. And that is to be of service. So I said, wow, that's amazing. So really what I realized is to be of service to yourself and others daily. Daily, that's it. So that's it. That's so it. living good currency is going to this podcast, and and we're going to release on this podcast as well as is daily journal to help you guide through this. So don't worry, we're going to give it to you. We're going to release it publicly. Finally, we people have been asking that's us right. for that's years. Right. When that's are you going right. to start that's selling right. this journal? Okay, now's yeah, the time. Right we waited three years. Yeah. Now it's coming. Three. So the purpose, your purpose. Congratulations, anybody listening or watching this. Your purpose in life is to do good for yourself and others daily. That's the purpose. Now, when you understand that and you can take that burden off yourself, why am I here? What If Nando's right, if Tobias is right, mm. if how they got out and lived and thrived and, and survived in the depths of the desert, if that's right, if, if it's about being present today, if that's, if that's what we hear in speeches, then why is it? Then what do I do today? Right. Come on. That's what it comes down to. Okay, so if today is so important, what do I do today? And that's why it's important for you to know your purpose, which is today do good for yourself and others. Tony, Tony, right there. As I hear you speak, and I, I remember the speech, I remember why when me and you spoke, I said this is the formula of formulas. People who see me on the Katie Clarkson show with our brother Aaron Showtime Taylor, and we spoke of me and him writing for almost 17 years back and forth. 
And this is not you riding the, the the police takes it and drops it off at his door. No, you yeah. mail it out to the street for somebody to circumvent the system to put it back in for him. So just imagine, because wow. I was known for formulas. Yes, sir. It doesn't matter what walk of life you came from. Christian brothers, Buddhist brothers, brothers in the native walk of life, sisters part of the Ifa, regardless, I can draw up a formula. And these formula brought me to what I concluded when I read the journal. That all I have is the moment. So 60 years and 6,000 years is relative. It's relative. It really doesn't even matter. Because if every second of my life I am mindful and coming from a place of loving kindness practice, that's what we call it now, then I am doing best by the spirit that is our origin. I'm doing best by my personal heart and soul that might be hurt, that might be afraid. And now I am living out what we call our purpose. Our purpose now is with passion, bro. I get off on this. Now this is my occupation. This is what I'm going to make a living doing. I don't know how to do nothing else. So when I get out of prison, the physical prison, incarceration, I've been doing this 30 years. So I don't have nothing else to do but what I know how to do. Yes. So this is giving us the platform. That's right this journal, this podcast, that if you got five more minutes to live, live with passion and purpose, serving that spiritual origin, serving the best of my own self, my best of my own heart and soul. Let me give her the, 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 the feminine aspects of myself, my creativity, what I'm here to do, a chance to live finally, and then share that with others. So that's how when I read the journal, and I dissected it line per line, and you know I did. I said, oh, this is it. Well, that changed the course of what we're doing because I was about to do something else. Uh, we were was, about to do something was. else. Well, we was. We and then was, you was. said, sorry, brother, this is everything. Yes, yes. yes. So why were you, we're here because of one faithful moment. Okay, so we know, we know about living in the moment. We know about living our purpose is to do good for ourselves and others, to be of service. Okay, Sounds good. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I'm positive. That sounds yeah, cool. Yeah, sounds but then what do I practically do? And that's where passion comes in. Yeah. The definition of passion, and you'll hear different motivation. This is not about, this is just, you know, you'll hear different people think. Pursue your passions. I hear this all the time. You don't, you don't work when you do something you love. Mm -hmm. I hear that all the time. Do something you love. But you got to be careful. Because you can <laughs> love stuff that's not necessarily good uh, for you. That's the problem. Okay, that, that, that's so, don't, I would caution you. To not just try to listen to a podcast and that, you know, midway through your work that you don't really like, just quit because you're like, I want to go do something mm. I love. See, the thing is you got to find the balance and the alignment of, so the definition of passion is an intense desire or enthusiasm to do something. So that's your God-given talent. That's what excites you. Passion. 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 But the key is to not just follow your passion. See, the thing is, that's going to lead you potentially astray or confused. It's to align your passions with your, your purpose. purpose, which is to do good for yourself and others daily. That's, that's the key to success. It, that moment, the moment those words were written, I swear I felt this burden lifted because now I got a practical way right. to focus on this thing that, I'm, that Nando and you tell me to be present. Yes. Now I have a practical way. And, and one of the examples that's so often uh, that I get, that we give and we talk about is when you look at some of these athletes, yeah. these athletes who have made more money 
than most of us combined will ever make. Right, right. Why right. do so many go fat and broke? Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, or, or the high school phenom that had this amazing, you know, just the best pitcher in, you know, to come out of high school, and then he breaks his elbow and is now the town drunk. Why? It's because, for uh, many reasons, is they thought that that sport was their purpose in life. So when it's gone, they don't know what else to do. They, they don't know how to, to rewire that, that passion that they had. But when you look at someone like LeBron James or Kevin Durant, but we're in L.A., let's focus on LeBron. Mm-hmm. LeBron, you can see that he has a passion, which is his God-given talent, yeah. his, in, his intense desire enthusiasm to play basketball, let's go right? For he loves it. He do, it. Does it do good for himself? On, yes, bro, it does. Bro. But does he do good for others? Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. Building schools in Akron, oh, no. doing this, oh, giving okay. back. Okay, so you there. can see from an example that, when LeBron James retires, God willing, you could put your bet that he's not going to go fat and broke. No. Because he knows that basketball is not his purpose, purpose. in life, but it's a passion. passion. And he's aligning it with his purpose. And that's the key to us, is to focus on that alignment. And so I'm going to go one step further, and then the rest we can tease over the course of episodes, and you can you know, check out the journal. But So I said, okay, that sounds good. Passion, purpose, figuring out a way to focus on today. But what passions do I focus on, right? And so I re- we realize from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed, yes. you're really only focused on three passions. Mm. You're doing something for your personal passions, yes. your professional passions, or your spiritual passions. Mm. Three things. That's true. And so once you realize that everything you do or don't do is for personal, professional, or spiritual, it allows you to then begin to focus on what it is that you can accomplish in that day if today is the most important. And so you, the very, it's a very simple formula. You wake up in the morning, you write the day, and you write one, or, one sentence or a few words to describe your personal passion. For example, for me, I want to be a good husband, mm. a good father, a good brother, a good son, That's a right. good friend. That's I want to be healthy. Mm. I just write this word. I'm conscious of what I'm mm. trying to accomplish personally that excites me. That's right. Professionally, I want to work on projects that scale good news. Speak, bro. Okay. So that allows me to say, well, is this for a, just for a paid job or am I focused on good news? And even if I'm working the mundane quote-unquote job, how can I make whatever I'm doing professionally align with my passion so that even if I'm not at the job I want or the title I want, when I walk into that workplace, Come on. I could be mindful of doing good for myself and others. That's right. So I'm consciously aware of my professional passion. And then my spiritual is to please God. So that from the time I wake up, typically around five, you know, you pray spiritual. Mm-hmm. And what we called it was good currency, which is so every action that you do that follows that are in line with your passion and purpose, give yourself some credit. That's right. And not and not one action, whether a person professional or spiritual is worth more than the other. Sometimes, if you're lucky, like right now, I knew that I had a podcast interview with my brother Tobias. That's right. So I wrote professional good currency. Good currency. But it's also spiritual. Oh, brother. And it's also personal. Brother, you better know it. So in one action, in one hour, I could earn three good currencies. Because I'm so aligned. Now, what it really does by following this formula is that most of us try to get through the day when things aren't going well, whether it's your professional career is not going well, that offer, that job offer didn't come through, the job uh, promotion didn't come through, you got fired, the investor passed on you. 
you, you, you want to get through the day. You're like, uh, today, you're just, you're miserable, so you just want to get through the day. So you can go watch some TV and, 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 and blur your mind, or you just want to get through the weekend. But if time, remember what we just talked about, yeah. is the most important currency, do you just want to waste it? No, of course not. No, you not. can't. You can't. So what, by focusing on your three passions, you realize if professionally, let's say today, just honest with yourself, today professionally there's not a lot to do. It's not going well. Be conscious of that and say, well, then I could do something personally that's right. and spiritually to make today they count. count. That's right. And that's what happened. With, I was starting to heal myself through this process and this formula by being mindful. Tony, Tony, right there. Yes, sir. If your profession, and this is for my law enforcement brothers and sisters who help me free myself. This is for my brothers and sisters who are living behind the wall. This is what a lot of people don't know. You can't incarcerate people without being incarcerated yourself. Those men and women in law enforcement must come to work six or seven hours, and sadly, most of them take the work home. This is known. Suicide is up. Alcohol is up, et cetera. I'm going to a point here. So regardless where you find yourself in your employment, the notion is we go to prison to better ourselves and rehabilitate ourselves. That's the notion. Rehabilitation, CDCR. They put the R on it for rehabilitation. So that's our job now. It's not an easy job looking at your pains, your hurts, your traumas, your demons, why you hurt somebody. But what makes it count is what you just said. If I am spiritually connected to a source that connects me to the person that I harmed, the community that I harmed, the land that I harmed, the families, the harm that I'm causing on first responders when they have to look at bloody uh, uh, crime scenes, then life starts to change for you. And you're explaining this. The importance of writing it down, you're actually losing a whole different part of your brain. Because now you're creating a narrative with intention. That's why scripts are, are powerful. And drawings and imaginings is powerful. Then you start to see it when you're writing it down. So serotonin, that happy hormone, that happy trans uh, neurotransmitter starts to be liquid. Then when you start to accomplish that dopamine reward, I'm learning, I'm changing despite of good currency, which I was explaining to uh, someone the other day complaining. I said, "Good currency only works. Living good currency only works when you've come to your end. It's not the beginning of your life. It's at the end of your life. When you have given up on all things. When all things have failed, and you're trying to activate your religion, you're trying to activate your sociality or whatever kind of group you are part of. You have to be so. When you are saying these things, it's very important because that's why it resonates with men and women." behind the wall, not those who are just incarcerated, but those who are doing the incarcerating. Mm. This is a form of narrative therapy. This is creating the counter-narrative. A life that is predicated on committing crime or what we call evil or not good, coming into a life of good and dedicating every moment. And think about the millions of people who brought into mass incarceration. They're brought into the war on crack, the war on drugs, the buy-on wars that go into other countries. They're not feeling good about themselves. High blood pressure is up. Stress is up. Cancer is up. America. PTSD. P PTSD, of course, and all of us is up. Stress. Mass shootings. Why, bro? So now when we understand we have found an intersection, yes. we are rewriting 
ourselves. Where we lose, I'm talking about dissolving the neurological networks. This is a part of neuroplasticity. So if I'm going to give up the old me, full of stress and hypertension and worry, and I want to create a new me, the journal is what helps you do it and stay on point. Mm. Just so when you get your favorite drink or your favorite drug or whatever you do, the thing that's helping you escape is building the prison that is imprisoning you because you become addicted to that at any cost. This is a cost-effective way, yes, sir. quite cost-effective, almost nothing. For the same thing you buy, probably your, your coffee and some hummus or something. <laughs> you could have got a journal. But it corrects you to or connects you to the energy, the currency. So not only are you connected to us, you're connected to the thousands of millions of us globally. Mm. And so that is how your brother really sees that on very practical terms as a person who went through uh, 30 years of Death Valley to come in here today to sit and to speak and share uh, our message. It's, it's so powerful because, you know, we've, we've talked about this for years, but to, to have it culminate in today, being present today, mm. it feels so right that everything had to culminate and push till today. Of course. Like today, now we're finally ready to share oh, this no, message. Oh, no, brother, come on. And even though today, our day that we're recording is not the day you guys are going to hear it, when you hear it, it's your day. That's right. It's the day you needed to hear oh, it. Oh, perfect. So if you're listening to it, congratulations. Congratulations. It's your day. It's your day. So <laughs> yeah, the, then, there, you know, we love games. You know, if you think about it, whether it's in the Bible, the Torah, the Quran, mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. the Book of Mormon, or just anything, we, we, we love games. We love, God loves to gamify do this, you get this. You get it's do true. this, you get rewards. You know, even though we don't know our scorecard, you know. Um, and so we wanted to make get good currency fun. So, so I earned something. I earned good currency so that I can see, okay, yesterday I earned 30 good currencies. Maybe I made the bulk of it in my personal, right? Because I realized professionally I wasn't doing enough, but I can take care of my son, my wife, myself, this. And so I was earning good currency. So I want to spend it. Yes. Right. So we made a little fun game. So you earn it and then you want to spend it. So the journal itself is your own personal private thing. Don't worry. We're going to be launching some really cool technologies that yes. we'll be teasing out over the course of these several episodes. But 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 really right now, the journal is based. It's just you. It's you and you and you in the journal. And so I might put a golfing day with my boys mm-hmm. or buying a new pair of shoes or this new outfit. And so I'll put 200 good currencies for that, 150 good currencies for that. And so I gamify it, right? That's so, so it's fun. So I have this personal running tally. Yes. So I see that piece of trash on the floor. Pick it up. Normally I'd say I'm a good guy, I want to pick it up. But now because I'm so conscious of it. trying to earn good currency with myself, it's a game I'm playing by myself. Yeah. Pick it up, put it in the trash, give myself a personal good currency. So I start going through, and then you have these daily reflections where it's important to just reflect on the day and then some daily notes. And that's really the core and the crust of everything in this episode I want to focus on for the good currency. But I remember the time that I gave that speech in um, L.A. Convention Center, and there was this woman, older Mm -hmm. woman, Mm -hmm. who, and I always say older in the sense of she's lived a professional career already. She's retired. She was a teacher. She had tears in her eyes. She came up to me. You were there. I was there. Ray, and she came up to me and she started crying. I said, oh my gosh, what did I say? Did I offend you or something? And she said, you changed the way I think in a matter of 30 minutes. I said, what do you mean? What did I say? This is my first speech. Teach me. What did I say? 
She said, you gave my life meaning and purpose because this whole time I'm in my 60s and I feel like I've, I have just gave myself to others. I've always felt right, used right, and right, abused right, and I've just always sacrificing myself. So I always felt just not worthy. But you just in the simple formula made me realize I actually been living the most purposeful life ever and no longer felt. And she said, I felt this burden lift off my shoulders. Yes. And I said, wow. And she's like, when are you going to release this journal? That was two years ago. That's right. Because it wasn't time. Tony, I'm going to offer this. So even for those who feel professionally you're not of good, so let me challenge that notion. Our profession inside of incarcerated environments is to die or transform yourself. The system doesn't care either because they don't get paid the same. Whether you sit there and just lay there and die or transform yourself. The point of it is if we look at that as our profession, mm. it might be ugly. It might be nasty. The people around you might be miserable, and they're trying to rub their miserable attitudes on you. Mm. They might be undercutting you. They might be telling, snitching on you so they can get the job. But even in those situations, not only did we survive, we thrive. For what we didn't have, we became. Mm. And we transformed the system to the point everywhere that we went. It's 33 prisons. So I only went to four. But the people whose lives who touched me and I can, can, can touch went to every prison. And everywhere we go, we bring good. Not only because we're spiritually connected and we're personally connected through culture and bond and whatever kind of sociality that brought us together, we're professionally connected. We are brought into a notion wherever we're at. We're going to bring love and light and truth. So if you're at a place that you feel that your boss, your supervisor or someone, people around you are not your liking, you be what you're not seeing in others. And mark yourself two points for that one. That's right. So I just wanted to share that That's even powerful. for those people who are in those situations our story is not so much about prison, but you can imagine the kind of people in prison. No, I'm seeing, I'm listening to you, and I'm just experiencing something, you know, so for the first time. So I can only imagine, I mean, how people must be listening to you because the we, you know, we say God brought us together. People call it whatever you want to call it, the universe, fate, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but. This, I'm listening to your stories. I've heard them for three years, and every time it feels fresh and new, mm. like the first time I ever heard them. Just off camera, off camera, we were talking about stuff today that just, that's the first time I've ever heard him say that. Mm -hmm. And so the reason of a lawyer and someone who was convicted twice, I mean, to serve two life sentences without the possibility of parole. My oh, brother, you a lawyer? You never told me you a lawyer, brother? You got to tell the people you a lawyer. They might not yeah, know you a lawyer, yeah. brother. So... That's in my past. So, but still license. But uh, yes, I mean, different walks of life, different mm -hmm. cultures, mm -hmm. different upbringings yeah, yeah. brought us together. Brought us together. And yet I'm learning so much from you because everything that I've been living or feeling is completely not only uh, validated, but the, the experience of prison in the death valley, in the depths of darkness especially being wrongfully convicted puts a light where that there's not a single person listening to this podcast or will ever listen to this or watch this podcast 
and not have their own imprisonment somehow. Come on, bro. So everything that you were put in there to experience was a gift for us to learn. I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate you. I'm going to show you the power of relationship. Relationship. Intersecting of lives. My skin might look black. Your skin might look more European. You might come from a certain experience. I come from a certain experience. But one day we met at a grave. That was the day you opened the door for me. And that is the day I opened the door for you. We have transformed not only our lives, but the lives of everyone connected to us. Why? Because you was not afraid to simply love, brother. You was not afraid to trust. That's what it takes. So now I'm seeking to bring my professional self to the world after 30 years of being gone, left as an adolescent and a child. Wow, you're seeking to bring your professional self to the world. What has been stopping you all this time, brother? You've negotiated $100 million deals, brother. Your name's on the top of so many lists, brother, because there was something in me that had to unlock something in you, and something in you had to unlock something in me. So there's no more other. That's right. There's no more them. That's right. Now it's us, brother. That is the power of the platform of living good currency, brother. That we all have something. So everyone who comes on the show, everyone who is listening, we have a key to open the door and free the next person through good. And this is why I'm so dedicated to this podcast and the movement that we are starting. Lock shoulder, hand to hand, foot to foot, bro. Amen to that. There's, there's, this is just confirmation. It's funny. You, you know, we didn't write a script about this podcast. We just knew what we were going to feel. And what's exciting to me about this is that it's not necessarily about just doing another podcast. It's a way of distribution and distributing knowledge and experiences with the world, right? So it, and it allows us in such a, a free manner to be able to lease. And we're partners with the most amazing company that I've been a part of mm. called Good News Network. That's right. Thank you, Jerry Weiss Corbley. Thank you, Jerry. Founded in 1997 because she was tired of the negative news that was perpetrated on TV. At the time, murder was at an all-time low in the D.C. area, and yet it was on the all-time high of on the news. And so she started, taught herself HTML coding and started a simple little site called Good News Network, which now I challenge any of you guys to Google, Bing, or Brave, or Duck, duck, go, whatever you do to search, search just good news and we're number one. That's right. And so, Jerry, that's, the, that's, that's where we're launching on Good News Network. Millions of people every single month organically come, zero paid on marketing, to learn about good news. So we're grateful for this partnership with Jerry. And it's about the culmination of sharing good news with the world, stories from around the world, but also then giving people practical ways to come and organize their life and that's a good currency, living good currency. So this portion of this podcast, and we'll learn more of that as we go, is to interview these people, amazing, whether it's celebrities, influencers, authors, experts, everyday heroes, on what they want to share with us. You know, But we, all, we often say that good news is bad news gone good. That's right. right. It's not just cute animal pet stories. That's right. It's bad news that now turn good. You want good news or bad news? Well, let me tell you the bad news that turned good. That's really what makes it like the climate change, this breakthrough, da 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 These are the stories that seem to elevate and resonate with people on GNN. So we have the data. We understand it works. And so, like, bad news, incarcerated, serving two life sentences without the possibility of parole, wrongfully convicted. Good news, it created an amazing human being 
named Tobias Tubbs, mm. who was able to come out and share this with the world. That's good news. That's bad news gone good. That's and what so that is. that's the that's what we're trying to strive for. So when we interview people, we're being mindful of interviewing people that will share a, their quote unquote perceived bad news, how they overcame it, what were their key lessons in life, what were the solutions, so that we can extrapolate some of this so that we can then benefit inspire and then put it to practical use that's right brother that's, so that's a show good currency but i but before we wrap this up because we teased out that i want to learn a little bit more about your story mm-hmm. i want to focus on you man oh focus on me then brother so tobias mm-hmm. is very rare to as as evidenced by just the statistics statistics you got out at a time now I feel like every generation believes that their generation is the apocalyptic generation. Right, Something's right, happened. Right. Imagine if we lived during the bubonic plague, we think the whole world's coming to an end. Mm-hmm. So everyone feels like, you know, they're and like, you know, we we're in this age, where, you know, we feel our the way we feel. And you look at what's going on in the news with the police, mm-hmm. police brutality, yeah, yeah, Black yeah. Lives Matter, all black and brown issues, yes, social issues, yeah. mass incarceration, mm-hmm. all these issues. They've been going on for as long as possible. There's just different names and different tactics. But can you just begin to explain some of the the process? I don't even want on this podcast to go into mm-hmm. sorry, how you got there. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's not as important to me, right? Because we know it was wrong. It's more about when you walked in. What led you at twenty years old? Was it? 20. At twenty, mm-hmm. what what gave you two decades you had on this earth prior to going in there? Yes. What prepared you when you look back to be able to thrive, as you say, thrive in not just survive in the depths of darkness? Can you give us some of those elements of your childhood? Oh, no, very simple. Okay. Brother. Oh, this is this is very simple. I turned myself in in South Carolina, 6,000 miles away from the crime scene, with a family and community that urged me and even said, we will support you to run. Just imagine that first. It's not like they rammed down and caught me. I turned myself in with intention. The key to my success then and the key to my success now is simply community. Community. I had a father. I had a mother and my mother's husband of 40 years. My parents are evangelists and my father's a Muslim sheikh, an elder. So I had two communities who might seem to be at war in the world, but can come together for Tobias, young Tobias. Whole communities of white and black and brown. So I have brought community. So when it comes time for me to look spiritually, to dig deep in those situations, when I have to find something to dedicate my person to, and how am I going to execute myself in a professional way so I can leverage my freedom? I was drawn off the investments of my community. When you have a community, a group of families, people, 
of various religions and, and, and walks of life and, and standings and perspectives and ideas that come together and invest in one child, one black child, one black boy. In the most roughest periods of his life, bro, those seeds that they invested in me manifested forth as strong trees with roots bearing fruits and juice and more seeds, brother, in a whole neglected nation. Ate off of those seeds. So if you ask me how, brother, it's community. It's what we're creating here, brother. Community. We can go through it about the journey and the importance of the journey and the, the tactics and the practices that I use and the stratagem that I use. Very deliberate. Very intentional. My father was a mythologist. He was a conspiracy theorist. All kinds of things was fueling it. But at the end of the day, as I close, the power of community. The power of individuals and families coming together for a cause. The cause was to young Tobias needed help. And at the center of that call, yes, I had fathers, but it was the women, the sisterhood that you spoke of. The reinvestment in our women, they represent our souls, brother. They hold our scars, brother. They're championing our cause. It was women, Nancy McFadden, the governor's chief of staff. A warden, a socian was the warden at my prison. All the women who came in there, I can name. The women, the attorneys who fought for life without to be extant in California. Two women, brother. To give the platform so I can speak. Your wife, Erica, who constantly believed in us. The women, we wouldn't be here. No, no. Kimmy, who's just watching us and waiting. <laughs> it's the women, bro. The secret mom, community. Mom, Brother, it's mom. the women. Moses, when he prayed to God for Aaron, he said, I'm not even answering this prayer for you or Aaron. Your mama already made the prayer. The women in your life already made the prayer. So, yes, bro, when you ask me, not just for me, it's being connected to community, but having strong, powerful women at the center of that connection, holding us down. We draw off that, and then we can spread it. To others, brother. And what you had just articulated, you know, I'm a mama's boy. God rest mm. my mom's soul. Rest her soul. In the highest of heaven. She's Sherry Lee Samadani. Feel her right now. Samadani. Subhanallah. My wife, of course, and my sisters. Just the, the, the powerful women. And there's so many people that don't have powerful women around although thank god the one thing we all have in common is that we came from a oh brother earth is feminine the so, universe is feminine <laughs> Come so on. what i love about your story merging with mine and being able to tell this story the other person we are interviewing may may ali muhammad ali's My oldest sister. child yes of course muhammad ali god rest his soul inspired me inspired millions of people but it was his oldest child Maryam ali may may ali who became my sister, took me under her wing, gave me hope when I didn't know what we were supposed to I would have been back in Virginia if it wasn't for her. For sure, that's, that's facts. Yeah. Taught me so many things, been there with me. She embodies her dad and all the good attributes of her father. It's these powerful women around me, but it's many people don't have this powerful connection around them. So that's the key when I see your experience with all men for 30 years, mm. you were able to draw a lot of these men who don't have that community and give them 
community and purpose around it so that anybody listening who says that's good for y'all, I don't have any strong women or brotherhood or community around me. You do now. Tell you do (laughs) and you can and you can be a part of something powerful with what we're trying to do. Create living good currency. Go to Good News Network, whatever it is. We're trying to do things beyond us. We're just we're almost shy, to be honest with you. Why it took us so many years to get to this point where we're on the microphone is because we're shy about trying to say this is us and this mm. is who we are. Because we we're bodies are just trying to help others. It was a team around us behind the scenes right here who said, listen, if you really want to have help others, you got to solidify the company. You got to have this and not be afraid to share it in a in a professional for profit setting. And this is what we're doing with impact. The company so. we're calling Good Currency Studios is a public benefit corporation. Many people don't know about that. But it's we are fiduciary bound to give back for our cause, which is pre, to help previously incarcerated reentry people. But not just, as Tobias says, at previously incarcerated in jail. This is homeless. This is veterans. This is anybody that has... A, a fear to get back into that place. That's what we're, our public benefit is for, right, my man? It's for you, bro. It's for me. For <laughs> sure it's for me. This is healing. This is this yeah, is yeah. this is how we had to come and it's the blessing. And I'll never forget this because this is there's a series of moments. Through this podcast, you'll learn a little bit more about me and my journey as well as Tobias. But because we don't want to take too much of more of your time. Time. Give yourself some good currency for this time, by the way. Is is that we were at Muhammad Ali's funeral, and I was blessed to be both at the spiritual funeral, then he had the, the one that went in front of millions of people. Then there was a little private gathering at the Ali Center in Kentucky where I met some amazing people. We're sitting around talking about everyone had an Ali story, right? Everyone had this impact. That's, that's the beautiful thing. And we were at dinner once with me, maybe, and him, Muhammad, and he told me once that I was going to carry on his legacy. That was a casual dinner, we just enjoying ourselves. He looked at me, and, and he said this is such few words at any given time uh, when I knew him, but it was just profound what he would say, whether it was a joke to get you in a good, to lower your guard. Hey, I know you're in my presence, and I know you look at me like this. Let me tell you a funny joke. First words he ever uttered to me was a joke mm. that I'm not even going to share, mm. <laughs> but it's funny. And so it, it diffused this, ten- this, this tension of, you're Muhammad Ali. Right. He whispered in my ear, a joke. Yeah. And, I, and I felt like, yeah. oh, my God. I just yeah. felt that was communication at its top, at, the, at its finest. But anyway, he said I was going to carry on his legacy. And I didn't know what that meant. I thought he said it to everybody. I asked Mei Mei about that. She said, that was special. Mm-hmm. So these are words that I heed now to show that each one of us have this special gift. We are here to share this gift with ourselves, to give each one of you, including ourselves, community as you say and um this has been fun brother simply amazing brother each time we've spoken people told us y'all playing you need to do a podcast you need to do something and now we're actually off into that each one of these conversations are not just providing unique gems and jewels into these people's lives but we are literally starting the good currency movement and from a person coming from my background, to be out here and to have this platform and to be viable in this way is simply humbling, and I appreciate the opportunity. Oh, man, I appreciate you, Tobias, and I'm really here just to uplift you and your story. Mm. And I'm seeing the profound impact that people are having by just interacting with you. I'm grateful to be able to be here and provide context to what we're doing. 
And I look forward to the audience listening to some of these powerful conversations powerful. that we're having. Powerful. And there's some laughter, there's some tears, but it's fun. And it's fun to know that we're having the impact on our own lives. And I could not imagine doing this with anybody but you, brother. On that note, we are releasing new episodes every Monday. This episode was our introduction to get you involved in understanding what Living Good Currency with Tony Tobias is all about. We are so excited. We've recorded some amazing conversations that we're going to bring to you every single Monday. I know you will enjoy it. Mm. We are releasing our first conversation on March 7th. The more you guys get involved in these next two weeks is going to fuel this movement. Oh, please share, share, share. Share with your families, share with prospective communities, because your sharing only builds the impact of what we're doing, and we can bring more amazing and impactful people within this conversation. We did not set out to create a podcast business. We were involved in so many thought-provoking conversations that people finally sat down and said, you need to do this. So we appreciate, we take your feedback very personal because we want you with us on this journey. We thank you for your time. You can listen to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We appreciate you sharing, following, liking, commenting. It helps support us to keep going. I'm Tony. I'm Tobias. And, and we, we are Living, living Good Currency. currency.